thing. So, I mean, like we're, I'm just saying we're sorry. Well, don't be nervous. Yeah, don't be nervous. Too late. Don't tell me what to do. I'm a grown man. I'm already nervous. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey. What up, guys? It's great to be back. We're back. And we're on and we're popping. We're back and we're still on track. And I love that. I know. We're. Uh, oh my gosh. New album dropping soon. <laughs> That'll be the only song. And it's going to call. It's going to be called Back. And on track. Back and on. Broke back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I meant try to I was thinking <laughs> dang, I was dang. thinking long back because like if long you don't back. have an ass that you have a long back. You're I mean you're right, bitch. yeah. I got that long back. Long back broke back. Long back broke back, back. <laughs> back, back oh on gosh. track and guess what? We're back. And we're on our way to the mountain. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, so, so uh, um Welcome back guys. Welcome back. We are on our Third. Third and final. Well, technically fourth because we did our own. So This like, is true. It yeah, is our Yeah, we are in our final episode of our miniseries. Aww. Aww. But guess what? We're still going to be talking, so like y'all can still listen to us whenever. Aww. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, but uh, yeah, so on our miniseries about music, we have uh, our last interviewee here um, with us. Josh Peavy House. Hello, Hello. it's me, <laughs> Josh Peavy House. Oh my gosh, that's a really that's, good announcer that's voice. That's not my voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, super excited to talk to you. Um, before we start, intros? Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Okay, I don't have one, but I have like a short story. Okay, go ahead. Can I do that? Yeah, you do that. I'm going to do that. So the other day I was listening to a podcast and it's like this girl that does yoga and she's all into like the hand symbols and the chakras and the this and the that and that's cool and all, but... Uh, she was saying, like, whenever you go further and further into yoga, like, your mind will kind of travel to places. She was like, there's different levels of, like, consciousness. So, like, the more and more you do it, the more you learn about yourself. She was like, well, the first stage is, like, you get into a mental state and you'll start thinking about good things. And she said, most time people think about sex. I was like, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's kind of aggressive. You know, I'm just, it was a podcast, so I, I pressed the skip 15. <laughs> And then, like, the next one is like, okay, you start thinking good thoughts, and it's like, what are you going to do tomorrow? It's going to be great. And so I said that story to say this, like, when I'm doing yoga or if I'm stretching or if I'm trying to get, you know, meditation in, I don't think about sex. Yeah, no. Does anybody else? No. No. You know? No, like not at all. I, it, it, yoga doesn't make me get that way, you know? No, like, not at all. It's just that's weird. weird. Yeah. I just wanted, like, an opinion because that's just... I mean, I'm not saying she's wrong. Some people probably do fantasize about that kind of stuff, but it's just like yoga just doesn't do it for me. You know, like the handful of times I've done yoga in my life, it's just been, oh my god, this is much more difficult than I expected. Right. Yeah. And I don't have time I'm to in be pain because I'm not flexible. Right. So I'm thinking, man, I wish I could relax right now, but I hurt. Right. <laughs> and everybody else is in like their <laughs> that's a raven total poses or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like everyone yeah. looks so peaceful, and I'm dying. Right. I'm like sweating. Let's see. Oh, Seth Franklin. <laughs> that capped out. Seth Franklin. Mm. Um, and uh, I, my intro is just going to be, um, call me a metronome because I'll keep you on beat. <gasps> Matthew Scott. Oh, that's so cute. Ooh. We have a metronome. Mm, she's really cute and she's like turquoisey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we get attached pictures, I totally would. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can, we have, we have, we a, have an Instagram. Yes. Oh my gosh. What a good plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, Life Inc. Pod. Yeah. Life Inc. Dot pod. Lifing, yes. <laughs> Don't listen to me. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, I guess we're just gonna jump right into it. Um, <laughs> oh Josh, gosh. let's do it. Hey, um, so hey, us, bud. Hey, how, how are we you? doing? I'm I'm swell. It's uh my first podcast, so oh my this gosh. is a little oh. weird. Your podcast virginity. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm keeping yikes. <laughs> Ready, <to> pop. <laughs> um, so yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, just tell us about you. Um, what do you stand for? Who are you? That is are a, you a super, mystery? Super vague question for so, there was Tell this us evening. everything about yourself. Tell me everything. Well, you know, just like, okay, if you, okay, so say for instance, we're like a game show, like, next on stage, Joshua Peavy House. Well, hello, I'm Josh Peavy House. <laughs> I'm 23, I work in IT to fund my crippling addiction to music gear. Okay. And I use too many reverb pedals. Okay. Thank That's you. A really good. Yeah. Coming on stage. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah. So okay. Awesome. Sweet. So what do you like? What do you do for a living? Um, I'm kind of 
uh, like the director of IT at a petroleum distributor. Okay. Which, director. IT director mm. is whatever. You can call no, me IT. I'm, I'm the IT department. We're a small company, but like I can introduce myself with fancy titles because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a small company. Why yes, not? Can. Yes, you can. Uh, so, yeah, I build software. I fix computers. I install computers. I run cables, do networking, uh, just anything it takes to keep wow. gas stations pumping gas and people <laughs> in our office doing well, their jobs that's that's crazy i don't mm-mm. can you make my wi-fi go faster uh potentially oh but, probably not. No, but <laughs> probably not but probably not interesting <laughs> we'll have to set up something <laughs> <laughs> okay um so like as far as like you know we're doing this whole like episodes on music and stuff right. so as far as like music in your life like how did you like get started in it like was it did you start like playing an instrument per se or like how did how did it happen? How did it start? The inspiration. Well, back when I was a young lad, <laughs> uh, I remember like my dad worked sound at our church, and I always just thought it was really cool seeing mm-hmm. like him sit back on a soundboard. Yeah. And I was like trying to understand what all of that did, and then you know, start. I forget. I think my older brother got an acoustic guitar for Christmas one year, mm-hmm. and he tried to learn a couple things, and he just didn't enjoy it so he didn't stick with it so we just had this acoustic and so I took like two or three lessons on it and then it didn't take Mm -hmm. and I just always kind of like had this itch of wanting to do music Mm -hmm. but not wanting to commit to it because I was lazy Mm -hmm. so like I wasn't willing to put into practice that's me that's me it's tough yeah yeah um so because I hate practicing like if I'm going to like a teacher or something like I have no problem doing that right Like, like if I'm going to a teacher and they're teaching me music I like that but, but the, like the alone time, the alone time is like, you know, being with like the band members that I was with, like our previous interviews with like, yeah. in like weeping hour and uh, inside voices, they're just like, yeah, I just like go home and spend a few hours on the guitar. I'm just like, yeah, I can't do that. Like, I mean, I probably could if I was better at it, but like, since I'm not like it's, I can't. Right. It, it's super frustrating at first. Um, but I get very obsessive with things. Yeah. And so like when Me I was too. in high school, I took the piano class that they taught there. And it was sort of like, here's a book on how to read sheet music. Good luck. Figure out the rest on your own. Oh, oh gosh. No. Um, oh. Cordova. But, yeah. Was it Miss Cordova? Yeah. It was Miss Cordova. Cordova calling you out. Nope. Yeah. Miss Cordova, I, she's super sweet. I used to eat lunch in her office Every single day, because you know my friends were in uh, choir, they could oh, sing or whatever. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Miss Cordova, and then she introduced herself to me again. Ooh. I was like, oh, ouch. See, her <laughs> husband was the like head guy of the computer science department at ULM. Oh, so oh. he was my favorite professor. Okay, through college, super cool guy. Yeah. Like, could teach computer science to a bird. Just yeah. understands it. Super nice guy. Really cool. That. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I took that piano class and was trying to learn there and I picked it up and piano just kind of made sense to me, like, mm-hmm. cause I could keep rhythm and I could see the chord shapes like on the keys. Right. It yeah. just, it made sense how things were spread out, how you build scales, how you build chords mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And I learned how to build like the major and minor scale of any key and then like how to voice a couple of chords. And that was all I knew. Mm-hmm. But then started playing on Wednesday nights at my church cause they needed a piano player. So just. You know, I'd sit up there and I'd just hold one chord and just be like whole notes yeah. on the chord transitions. And then that was it. Like I was happy with that. Mm-hmm. And then I spent a summer living and working at a church down in New Orleans. I actually spent two summers. What? Um, but the first summer was after my senior year of high school. So before I started college, I lived and worked in this tiny little church in the French Quarter. Um down in New Orleans, and this guy that was also doing the internship program, his name was Rob, he, we lived in like this closet together. It was literally a closet with a bunk bed in it. Oh, wow. So that's where we slept for the (laughs) summer. Um, You didn't have no kitchen, no nothing? Oh, well, all that was upstairs. That was just where we slept. Like, we slept in the church. Okay. But we just, our bedroom was the closet. A closet, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So he was phenomenal at guitar and I, I don't know if he still plays or not like we talk about video games and stuff now but that's mm-hmm. about it um wow. but he like wrote songs and would sing and would practice and play and stuff and he was like you should start playing like piano for some of this stuff and i was like no 
<laughs> no. Uh, but just like seeing him do all that, I was like, all right, well, that's really cool. It looks like he has a lot of fun with it. So mm-hmm. I would practice in the piano that was in the sanctuary and then just fell in love with writing songs with him and then bought a mandolin that oh, summer because oh, we cool. had these yes. guys that lived in Belize for a while, like came to the church and he was playing mandolin one Sunday for worship. And I was like, hey, that's weird. Never seen one of those before. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to learn to play it. That's and right. I did. And I learned how to play it, and I still have that mandolin that I bought from the secondhand music shop for like a hundred bucks down in New Orleans. Dang. Uh, and you got mandolin's a like a small too. guitar, correct? Like a small, like little. Uh, is that like it, a very stupid thing to say? <laughs> I'm gonna. Well, Google it's just it. like everybody always compares any instrument that you strum that has a body. People say like a ukulele is like a guitar. Yeah. But, well, I know yeah. it doesn't. I know it doesn't sound like a guitar, and I know it like it doesn't really. It honestly looks like a weird hybrid between a guitar and a violin to me. Well, it's tuned like a violin, actually. Okay. Um, oh, so okay. it's the bottom four strings of a guitar, but flipped. Mm-hmm. So instead of E A G D, it's D G A E. Mm-hmm. I think I did that right. Um, but yeah, it's got two strings for every note, so it's eight strings, but a four-note yeah. tuning. Um, but it is to guitar like ukulele is to guitar. It's a small body. Um, instead of like the single circular hole, you have the two little fancy curly boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's used in like bluegrass and folk kind yeah. of stuff. Matthew Giddens can play one of those. That does not surprise me. He has one. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> they're super cute. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. like cute little, okay, no offense, guitars, but they're cute. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so like whenever I first typed it in mandolin, uh, there was some like woman that looked like yeah, from Matthew has. Like a, it was some artist. I was like, "That's not a mandolin," because if you're over there playing a, a girl instrument too. <laughs> what? Like, I think it's a type of cutter or something. Oh, there oh, is mandarin. Yeah. No, no mandolin. No, that's, a, no, that's, that's an, an orange. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a mandolin. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You it's like, citrus. It's like you slice stuff with See, it. See, like that's yeah, the right. woman that I, that pulled up. I have no idea who she is. The same. Like no, I was like, mandolin. "Wow, you're playing. Wow, she has armpit hair." feminist you go girl but whenever i was like dang you play a woman on stage at church I don't, what kind of church is this <laughs> but i actually um, only played mandolin at church once and it went real bad oh really yeah it was when you say mess. bad you mean like you just couldn't play it or like what do you mean when you say bad uh the the band didn't know what to do with the mandolin so it was oh. just kind of weird I it, it just didn't it didn't flow, flow well. very well no. yeah i gotcha so you said you started um, practicing on the thing, practicing on like your music with the keyboard in the church, and then these guys came in with a mandolin. You're like, I'm getting one of those. So you got one. Yeah. And then, and then it just kind of took off from there. Snowballed, and I started. Uh, I bought a MIDI controller, which is just a, like a keyboard. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like a small piano that you can plug into your laptop and control like VSTs, virtual instruments, and stuff. So I could okay. control synthesizers and pianos and violins and cellos and all that kind of stuff so that sort of introduced me to synthesizers yeah. i think i don't know i don't remember when i got into synths right. but now i have too many <laughs> it's a problem for someone who has no idea what you're kind of talking about so this midi thing mm-hmm. i'm assuming it looks like you like you said it looks like a little keyboard and then like you can say like ooh, i want it to sound like a violin you can press like a certain key on that and it sounds like the note that you would play on a violin some of them okay uh, there are midi controllers that interface with recording software okay. so you've got stuff like i use ableton okay. which is a daw digital audio workstation okay and ableton as a DAW, supports vsts and external instruments that you can so if I wanted to record my electric guitar, I can take a mic and plug it into an interface and record it on a channel in Ableton. Or I can have my MIDI controller that looks like a piano, which is USB plugged into my computer, control like I've got some string libraries from like Spitfire Audio that I can drive, drag over. And then I tell it in the computer, this is what I want you to sound like. And then I play the keys. Okay, okay, okay. So it's all done in the computer, but there are some, like the one that I have in my stu- my little makeshift studio now. It's a dub studio. It's it's a bedroom. It's cool. It is. I've <laughs> seen it. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, but the keyboard is made by the same company that makes a lot of the software plugins that I mm. use, so I can like navigate menus and stuff on it Dude. and control stuff with it. It's That's really pretty cool. sweet. That is pretty cool. I've only had it for a couple months, and I'm happy with it (laughs) so as far as like synthesizers go like what is that 
Like What's I, a synthesize? Yeah. Oh boy, that's a complicated question. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> in a nutshell. It, yeah, like give um, us it in a nutshell. I know it has something to do with like buttons and knobs and switches. And like you yeah. plug it into something and it makes it probably go like wow, 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 maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it can. Oh, wow, wow. That's the best part about synthesizers is there's so many different types of them. Like I can't even begin to think of how many different types of synthesis there are. But you have like photosynthesis. Oh, I know Ooh. what that is. Oh <laughs> science. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Um, but like the most common is just called subtractive synthesis. Mm -hmm. So you have a keyboard. Again, it looks like a small piano. And you press a note, and it generates a sound wave that can be a sine wave, square wave, sawtooth, whatever. And it just, there's a part of it called an oscillator that it just oscillates, and it makes sound. Hmm. And it just generates a pure, the most basic kind is just a sine wave. Mm -hmm. And it just generates that. And then there are buttons and knobs and sometimes touch interfaces and stuff that shape that. So you can take that sine wave and say you want to play it on like the fourth octave of the keys and you press that button and then you have filters that can take away certain frequencies or add certain frequencies and then all sorts of sonic capabilities. Wow, that's, that's amazing. It's kind of like you're taking like specific sounds, you're putting it through the synthesizer and then you're just like, fixating on one specific sound within a sound and like maneuvering it you can okay Uh, that is a type of synthesis oh okay um (laughs) but when you think about it like my the earliest i can remember like my introduction to synthesizers being like a guy playing a keytar Mm -hmm. in like a weird 80s band oh um okay i was like keytar what what? Yeah, like a guitar, like right. a, yeah. dude, they're like, making a comeback. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's Lady Gaga plays it all the time. Last year, and then Chord like announced one late 2019. I don't know if it's dropped or not Ooh. yet, but like people are making new guitars. That's really cool. Whenever you said that, I was like, I thought it was guitar, but like, <laughs> I just thought you were trying to be funny, so I almost laughed. I was like, wait, no one's laughing. <laughs> but I get it. It's a keyboard guitar. Yeah, it's a keyboard that you hold like a guitar. That's pretty. That's cool. cool. Um. But yeah, like, synths were real popular in, like, 80s music. So, like, we grew up hearing them, and I just never knew what they were. Right. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was somebody who knew more about a piano than me, because it looked like a piano. Right. I was like, that's nuts. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, okay, so that's really cool. That's really interesting. Uh, yeah, because you have, like, your own YouTube channel, and mm-hmm. then, you, like, you, like, talk about this stuff, and, like, sometimes you have, like, people, like, play with, like, was it a synth? It was. It that was, was a, synth- a okay. So that was a synth- synthesizer. Okay. So oh like, gosh, yeah. So he had this like, <laughs> y'all. He has a really cool YouTube channel. What is he the name really, of your YouTube channel? Just Josh PV House. Yeah, Josh PV House. Which is his name? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> um, I'm Josh PV House. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't use that voice on my channel. But, I promise. <laughs> you should once. Maybe he, a blooper. <laughs> he has his YouTube channel, and he had like four people who have never used a synthesizer come in and like basically make their own little song yeah on one which was really cool it was a lot of fun i was a little bit jealous that i wasn't invited to be a part of this experience but it's okay <laughs> well, i'll get you in the next one yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm working on a round two Ooh, he was trying to think of how to approach it yeah but that was yeah i know but like i watched it and like you know i know everyone that you had on there and it was just like it was really cool to see like their personality put into like something they they made yeah which is really cool and that's the the beauty of why everyone should attempt music at least because it's like i I feel like there's this idea that there's a lot of gatekeeping in the music community Mm -hmm. and that everybody's like no you have to have thousands of dollars worth of gear and be classically trained and all of this Mm. but like i've never actually met a person that was like that that was respected in the music community okay everyone i everyone that i know that's a musician just it, it, they want other people to experiment with it. They want people to go and like, you know, buy cheap instruments and learn on it and then grow from that. I don't right. know anybody that's actually like trying to stop you from doing it. Yeah. But yeah. there's still that mentality. I get it of being like intimidated. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I mean, because it is very intimidating. Yeah. Because there's a lot be, yeah. that goes into yeah. it. Yeah. And I mean, again, just like going back to like practice and everything is like, if yeah. you don't practice an instrument, like you're right. never going to be, good at it or good enough to the point where you're like i would like to show this to someone right right you know but it's as complicated or as simple as you want it to be i mean if you want to be campfire acoustic guy be campfire Campfire acoustic acoustic guy guy. nobody's gonna like you but you can do that oh no (laughs) No, um so 
I think like another question I have is just as far as like your music goes, because mm-hmm. you do have like your own like, it, what it is it? It's an EP, right? It's not yeah. EP. Okay, so Ooh. you do have your own. I knew hmm, we're learning things. Yeah. We are. <laughs> um, we know what an EP is now. <laughs> um, so as far as like your music, you have your own EP. It mm-hmm. is on. I know it's on SoundCloud, not SoundCloud. It's on um, Spotify. I think it's like everywhere. But it's yeah, it's on Apple too. I oh, but <laughs> but SoundCloud. I didn't put it on SoundCloud, but I think it's like everywhere else. Okay, sweet. Well, I listen to it on Spotify, and I listen to it personally a lot whenever it's, I like meditate or do yeah. yoga and stuff. It's, it's very good, very relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as that goes, like, what kind of music do you would you say that like you're putting out into like? the world <laughs> i've done so corny when i said it but like that's what i'm trying yeah, to what say kinda, like, what kind of music do you say you play yeah i guess i just call it ambient music ambient yeah. music like my fave yeah okay. there's there, there's so many like sub genres and stuff with it and some people call it like new age mm-hmm. i think that's what i had to classify it as like on spotify and stuff because when i went to publish it i used a distributor and mm-hmm. they didn't have a genre option of just ambient music so I had to say it was like new age because I think that's as close as I could get. <laughs> right. So, like, what, like, what is ambient music to you, as far as like why you play it and like why you enjoy making it and that kind of stuff. So, I actually started writing ambient music, uh, like my end of the fresh end of my freshman year of college mm-hmm. because uh i went back to that church that i worked at during the year just because i'd go down and visit people and stuff and mm-hmm. new orleans was like a four and a half hour drive yeah um so i drive down there and there was a concert where like levi the poet lowercase noises and andy offling or not andy offling uh alex sug uh glow house were performing at the church and levi the poet does like his spoken word stuff and then Lowercase Noises is this guy, Andy Offling, who did ambient stuff. He got up there with his electric guitar and he just did like swells and like piano Mm. stuff. And it was very peaceful. And that was the first time that I'd listened to that kind of instrumental music. Because I'd always listened to like more upbeat kind of stuff. Yeah. When I was like doing homework or writing or whatever. But that was just this weird kind of experience. Because sitting there live, it was like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like you're not engaging with the vocalist yeah. you're not like up and dancing there was this guy like making coffee in the back and we just sat and drank coffee and just kind of like spaced out and it made this super cool atmosphere and i was like that was dope i like that i want to create it but i actually didn't have that moment yet i came <laughs> back to college and i was sitting because like i was that guy I was like i got my acoustic guitar and i got my dorm room so i'm gonna write music okay uh and i, I listened to a lot of like Midwest emo, like sad boy stuff, like modern baseball, mom jeans, front bottoms, uh, that kind of stuff. And so I tried to write that, but I can't sing. So I wrote one song that I recorded a demo of at my parents' house with Elise Dozier singing for it, actually. Oh my gosh, Elise. I haven't seen her in forever. Yeah, so I think it's Elise Albritton. Yeah, Albritton. Yeah, she 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 is in Albritton. Well, I don't know if it's Albritton, but like she is married, so different name, different last name. Crap, is it Albritton? Because if it is, you go girl. I don't know. (laughs) We'll have to look that up. (laughs) I have her Instagram. Call in. I'm sorry, Elise. (laughs) Elise. And your husband. (laughs) Yeah. Um... But we recorded that, and I was like, that was fun, but we could just never get our schedules to line up mm-hmm. to like actively like record and do music together. Yeah. So I started thinking about what I could do on my own, and then I thought back to seeing Andy Othling, and I was like, I should try that. Mm-hmm. So I got a cheap electric guitar and started doing that kind of stuff. So that's where you started. So that was when yeah. I was like, I want to create this. Yeah. Yeah, it was just that moment of like, I really enjoyed sitting in this and i listen to his stuff all the time like i'd just be walking around campus listening to his album like this is for our sins which was just fantastic yeah. and i just walk around and listen to it and like fall asleep to it and stuff mm-hmm. and then started listening to other people in the genre and i was like i want to contribute to this right. i want to do that so that's really cool that is Not really cool long. so like as far as like a live ambient concert goes you said it was like a really weird experience because you're not really like yeah. like you're not really engaging with anyone who's like singing or like anything like that or it's not really and usually ambient music is not very like upbeat and like in your face right so like 
just like sit there and just like right. stare. Like it's like, like I, did. I ended up just like sitting there, I had my cup of coffee, and I was just like watching him because he was interacting with like his guitar pedals and his uh, like synthesizers and stuff, and I was just watching him kind of do that, and just spaced out completely because you know you're just going through freshman year of college you're going through your whole identity crisis right. like, who am i what do i matter to the world right um so just a having lot. one of those moments <laughs> right <laughs> so just had one of those moments where you're just kind of like free to let your mind wander and then you feel bad because you're like well i'm not paying attention to the musician that yeah, i'm here to see yeah, but... and then you're like but this is kind of the point uh, yeah like, it's exactly. kind of the point to have a moment to just sit there and be quiet and shut up and just Think about the stuff that you're not letting yourself think about. Mm-hmm. Just to be cheesy about it. Yeah, that no, was, but I mean, like, that's very no. much accurate. That's so a lot. Like, like you basically describe like what meditation, I guess, kind of would is. Right. Yeah. Or like, metacognition. I, I personally can't just like sit and meditate, mm-hmm. but I can sit and listen to music. Yeah. And like, when I'm sitting and I'm reading or I'm praying or something, like it helps to have music like that right. in the background to just kind of like set the atmosphere and just mm-hmm. relax me. Right. So you would say, or correct me if I'm wrong. So what you're saying is like music is your channel to like meditation, prayer or something like that. It gets you on a level where yeah. you can actually do it. It helps like, a lot. I can sit here and like, all right, bow our heads and let's pray. But like, am I really in it? No. I mean, a lot of times what I'll do whenever I'm doing my stretches or whatever, I'll put on music just like ambient music or maybe like a guided meditation. Yeah. But even then, that's a form of sound that's like music for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah, it's a channel. It's just it can one of those be a things that can also be tricky because I think that you can also have like, say, worship bands at churches that use music to kind of manipulate people yes. into thinking that they're having this experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so that's why like I started thinking about it. I was like, I don't want lyrics in this. Mm-hmm. I just want this to be like the album that I wrote, Stillness, um, was written primarily for like me and my family just mm-hmm. for stuff. But I wanted it to be an album that people just listen to alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be something that like you're at a party and it's playing in the background or you're hanging out with friends and it's playing in the background. I wanted it to be like something that you can just listen to alone and just be by yourself and clear your head. Right. Yeah. And it definitely works. Yeah, Thanks. it does. Definitely. Cause works. I was, I was listening to it literally last night when I was like, I was doing some stretches before, you know, bed and stuff. So that's like over here, like doing homework or something. Yeah. I'm listening to like. I didn't even realize music. he was there. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't even realize he was there. And I was just like doing stretches and I was sitting there. And I will say that, like, yeah, like music, and especially just like music that doesn't have a lot of words in it, mm-hmm. like ambient music per se, like it definitely takes you to a different frame of mind because you're not focusing so much on like the words that people are saying as far as like lyrical music goes, but like you're focusing on like just like the sounds that are happening. Yeah. And sometimes those sounds like invoke motion, emotion. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. very intense emotion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. legit, no joke. Sometimes I listen to your stuff and I'm just like, shit. Didn't realize I that was feeling, there. I know. Didn't realize that. I was like, dang, yeah. I'm going to need to go to therapy now. Right. But like, I needed to go to therapy before my that. My music so. will send you to therapy. <laughs> no, it's a oh good thing. It is a therapist for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll tell you this. Like, sometimes whenever I listen to it, I'll, it'll bring up something. And it's not like the music brings it up. My mind is in a place where it's, it's stilled. It's in, the, it's in right. this form of stillness. Right. <laughs> yeah. It makes it to where like, I recognize it. And it, it makes it to where my metacognition, where I'm thinking about my thinking and really uh, taking my thoughts into captivity of really like, where did this thought come from? Why does it mean like this? Because I said something super stupid to Matthew a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. I was literally thinking, I was I was sitting there, I don't know how I got on, on the subject, but I, t- I literally told Matthew, I was like, it's not promised that you'll be my best friend for forever. And I was like, when I'm I sitting said that, here, I'm literally sitting, he's sitting right there and <laughs> he looks at me and I look at him. I don't I, even turn my head up. Like, I just like, I am like side. I am. And I said, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's never going to happen. And then in my head, I was like, wait, that's really what I, that's how I really feel. And whenever I said it, I was like, okay. And then I backtracked the, um, the thought to like where it originated. And it's, I'm not going to say like what it is right yeah, now, Cause but, that's very personal, but I realized where it originated from. And so, like, and then in meditation and stuff like that, especially yesterday, oh, my gosh. I was laying in there, and you were in here. We both did it separately, which we yeah. normally do it kind of together yeah. before workouts sometimes. Yeah. But, um, but then I, I realized something else, and it's just like, music really does help sometimes, you know? Sometimes you need, like, 
some kind of guide, whether it's music for a channel or a guided meditation, some kind of guide. And I'm like, okay, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Because like the music yeah. can be the Lord, the the guided meditation can be the Lord, like guiding me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's one and the same. Yeah. So as far as like your music from here, like, do you ever think that you will like try to add like a voice into it, or do you still kind of want to stick with like the ambient side of things? That's that's tricky. I'm writing and recording my second album right now. Um, and it's going to be called 7-Eleven Dolphin, which is the address of the church. That wow, that's so out. cool. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm going to take addresses and names of places that mean a lot to me or meant a lot to me when I was living there mm-hmm. and then try and write sort of music to pay respects to that or mm-hmm. that sort of I could imagine people listening to in that place. Okay. And there are certain places that you just don't listen to non-lyrical music. Yeah. But I'm not sure. I might... Uh, I don't know. Possibility I might try and sing on the second album. Oh, I don't know. Oh my god. I don't know. It's gonna be real bad if I do, but No, it won't. It's no, it's the it would be kind of intentional, mm. depending because I'm not I don't know. That's uh another rant for a different day. I gotcha. But, yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha. Uh I don't know. It, I could see it because there was one of Andy Othling's songs on This Is for Our Sins. There's like a choir that sings in one of them. Uh, but it's just like a simple phrase that they repeat over and over again. And it sort of like sets this cadence that still just feels very ambient. Mm-hmm. And I would be cool with doing something like that for sure. Okay. But I don't think I'll ever get into like writing verses and choruses and bridges and stuff. It yeah. would just be like, here's a phrase. I'm going to put a bunch of reverb and delay on it and make it very washed out and spacey. Yeah. I mean, like, because personally, like, even like as far as lyrical music but not really like i like to listen to just people's voices like choirs and stuff yeah like i could just listen to them like sing and harmonize and just like Mm -hmm. sing random notes you know like classical music wise all day every day right i love that yeah that's pretty i love that shit but yeah so um i think like uh you have a question? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to. Uh, I'm sorry. It. No, I was like, I lost my train. So no, that's okay. Um, I have a question about your YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, number one. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> it's a list. <laughs> right. Like, I roll out this huge scroll. That'd be, um, that'd be a power move. <laughs> just got like an inscribed scroll. Yes. And it it's has, like lit. Like, off, break like a seal I will not do this podcast again unless you show up with a scroll. Yeah. Oh, you have to break it. You have to have a wax seal on it. You have to break, like, I'll have well. I was gonna say seven seals, but that that wouldn't be that wouldn't be good. Yeah. I was like thinking like, oh, seven seals, and I was like, oh, seven seals. <laughs> that the end is of the world has yeah. come. Right, that's not a good idea. Nice. I'll do the podcast then. All right, <laughs> it'll be the last one. Um, so for your YouTube channel, I've watched the the YouTube's that you do, Thanks. and uh, so like, is there any? I don't know. Like, what's your next like YouTube channel? Are you gonna focus more on your YouTube channel? Are you gonna focus more on your music? Are you trying to keep it equal? Like. Where is your focus going to next? That's a, a really tough question. Yeah. Because I'm trying to... Like, do you to... have any, like, goals that you want to set? Or Yeah. Like... That's a good... Yeah. Like, as yeah. far as, like, as your music goes, like, do you want this to become something that, like, eventually becomes into a career? Maybe or... what's your intentions on I mean, that would be the dream. The dream would be to do music full-time. Yeah. Okay. But, but okay. I feel like that's any musician's, any musician's dream. Right. right. But, like, like, if you are doing that, like... How are you working towards that and that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of the always going to be the question is like, how do I turn this into a career without starting to slowly hate it? Mm-hmm. Because if I started to sit down and say, okay, I'm going to release an album every year. I'm going to have a video out on my YouTube channel every week. I'm going to post to Instagram four times a week. I'm going to start posting stuff to Twitter. Like I would need a manager for that. Right. And I can't afford a manager. Right. Yeah. Who can do that? And I'm not willing to sacrifice my sanity or my friendships or my right. relationships to right. do that. It's just not worth it. So my thing is kind of just creating when I feel the need to, which Mm -hmm. is most of the time. Mm -hmm. But if I go through like three or four weeks where I don't feel like writing or I don't feel like recording a video, I'm not going to force myself into it. Right. Because I know that the likelihood of this becoming full time is like slim to none. So I don't want to spend years of my life just constantly grinding and taking away from time that I could have spent with friends or with family or with my girlfriend and 
have just sat in a dark studio for hours by myself to do stuff that eventually just like, yes, it meant a lot to me and it might mean a lot to some people mm-hmm. and I might have gotten close, but I would rather have like friendships and relationships and right. stories to tell and places that I've been, stuff that I've done, and then write music when I can. And if something happens, great. I'm not going to hinder myself on purpose, but I'm also not going to try and sacrifice right. too, too much to make it happen just because right. I don't not know. worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, it seems to me what you're saying is like, you want to do it with a mindset of like a purpose and not just like, because I want to make it big. Now, if you made it big, then that would be tight or whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah. And when you do... Uh, I mean, I'm no musician or anything like that, but when you do something with a mindset of purpose and a certain, like, motive, that'll be translated eventually into the music or the YouTube channel that you put out or the videos, you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. feel like people now are wanting more authenticity in music. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Yeah, very That's true. why, like, I think pop music is starting to get better mm-hmm. because people are wanting, you know, actual musicians, not just performers, to right. start taking the stage. So you're getting people who actually have talent mm-hmm. outside of just looking mm-hmm. pretty. And then we are, also want people who, like, sound different, too. Right. So. Right. It's not just the same, like early 2000s pop when there was even some good stuff in that i don't think yeah. there's ever been like a true dark age of music where everything was bad <laughs> right <laughs> stuff right. makes it to the radio because mm-hmm. people like it right yeah. and not all pop music is bad right um but i think people amen to that not amen. all pop music is bad. it's not dude just like what you like yeah. there's a reason it's on the radio people are listening to it right. just shut up right. we're not special <laughs> yeah Ugh, i hate pop music shut up <laughs> shut your mouth <laughs> i I hate that so much. <laughs> You're not distinguished because, oh, I can't find anything I like on the radio. <laughs> Shut up. You're the worst person. <laughs> You're the worst person. Ever. Like, yeah, you might not like everything on the radio, but if you leave the radio on for an hour, you'll find something that you can stand on. Right. Yeah. So or just, it'll repeat enough to where you'll like the song anyway. Right. Just <laughs> grow up. Like what you like, mm-hmm. leave it at that. Right. Yeah. And shut up. Right. That's that's my take. Because no one cares, Martha. <laughs> exactly. Dang. No one cares no one that cares. you're not like the other guys or right. not like the other girls. Because I'm different. Yeah. Shut up. Jokes on you. You're not. <laughs> you're ordinary. You're gray. <laughs> you're gray. <laughs> you're not black or white. It's like that episode of Fairly Odd Parents. Everyone is a gray blob. Oh gosh, I hated that episode so much. I couldn't stand that. Oh gosh, it bothered me so much. I'm I'm not even kidding. I'm not kidding about it. I'm not it. even kidding. I'm not kidding. I didn't like it. Heated right now. I know. I'm not heated. triggered. I'm sorry. <laughs> so subtle. But yeah, I'll keep writing music probably until the day that I die. Mm-hmm. But I I never want to start feeling. Like, I'm forced into it, and I never want to start feeling like it's this burden. Like, yeah, there's the burden to create that everybody who does any kind of art feels. They feel like, oh, I have to paint this. I have to sketch this. I have to take this picture, shoot this video, or write this song. Everyone who creates feels that need, but I don't ever want it to get it to where... I feel anxious because mm-hmm. I haven't sat and like written music. Right. And I've gotten to that point before and it was stupid. Yeah. I've written probably three or four full length albums and then never published them because I would write the songs and then I would just get two in my head about it and I would isolate myself for just weeks at a time mm-hmm. and just nothing good came from it. I was just unhappy. I was not publishing anything. I was just wasting time on stuff that was crap yeah. because I felt like I'm not a real musician until I publish this album. And then I'd write an album and I'd be like, this is garbage. This yeah. doesn't mean anything to me or anybody else. And everyone will know like, oh yeah, that's a G chord for three and a half minutes. That's not ambient music. Because <laughs> like there, there is some ambient music that's just people swelling chords on a guitar. And like, if you're into that, that's fine. Right. I just don't, I don't respect that. I don't think that it's, I don't know. It's not like I'm trying to say music needs to be complicated, but just... It needs to be thoughtful, though. Yeah, there needs to be sure. some intentionality behind what you're doing. Yeah. Not just, I like the way my guitar sounds when I swell like this. It's like you need to have a reason for doing what you're right, doing. Right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. if you write a six-minute song that's just guitar chords and you can tell me why, like, that's fine. Yeah. I can I can get behind that. Yeah. But that's my one little I'm so gatekeeping sorry. moment of ambient <laughs> music. Soapbox. So... As far as your music goes, like, what it, what has, like, 
inspires you to do ambient music or like what music do you kind of draw from to like make your music um because as far as like i can like whenever i hear your stuff i do think very much like movie music or like even like video game music yeah like i feel that from it or i like that's what i picture in my mind's eye as far as that goes so like definitely inspired a lot by that because i love movies and video games that have good scores and that you can remember like the dark souls theme for like when you first make it to firelink shrine and there's Uh. that just weird it's kind of peaceful but it's kind of ominous like that moment of getting to firelink and then like not knowing what to do after that that was a really cool moment for me i liked that okay wait you played dark souls Oh, dude, I'm obsessed with Dark Souls. Really? Yeah. I never played. Okay, sorry. If, if, if. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pause real quick. I've never played this yeah, game. I but... never played, but that's a really hard game to play. They, it's kind of, it's one of those is like it's really hard up front, yeah. but once you learn how you need to play the game, because yeah. there's so many different ways to beat it. So once um... you figure out how you play it best, then it stops being so hard. It's still going to punish you. Like, you're still going to die a lot, sure. but you start feeling like it's your fault because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I got greedy. I went in for an attack when I shouldn't have and oh. stuff like that. You start realizing, oh, that's why that was dumb. That's gotcha. why I should be dying. So are you playing the game or is the game playing you? The game's always playing you, dude. Oh, even. Ten full hats. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to the Matrix. Um, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, like, uh, c- sorry. Continue on your thoughts. So yeah, sorry. I love <laughs> movies and TV shows that have those moments that you can remember and it's, like, tense like recently I watched Uncut Gems and that like the the soundtrack for that was so driving through the story and just I appreciated stuff that could be in the background but added to what was happening and just I don't know at the time that I wrote Stillness I was listening to a lot of movie scores listening to a lot of like Hans Zimmer but then also listening to composers like Nils Fram or Max and Siren um because Nils Fram is really weird. Like, uh, especially his newest album. He started out writing stuff, I think, like, one of his earlier albums called Felt. He recorded, because uh, he called it that, because he put felt on the strings of his piano so that he could record it in his apartment and not piss off his neighbors. Oh, cool. And so it made this really weird but very intimate-sounding piano, and he wrote that, and then he's gotten really far into, like, he built an organ, because... Built an organ? He built an organ. Because what? he can do that? He built a two-story tall piano. What, a two-story? Yeah, you sit at it like an upright. Because, you know, like the on an upright, the strings go down the back. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this one's two stories. What, what? Oh, it's my nuts. gosh. So he, he does stuff like that, and that's that's awesome to see, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's freaking crazy. Yeah, listening to his album, uh, All Melody, it, it was a big inspiration to me. I listened to it a lot, like my senior year of college. Uh, when I was studying stuff. And, you know, guys like Andy Othling or Light in Motion, um, A Dancing Beggar, stuff like that, that mm-hmm. just was chill that I could listen to while I was studying and, like, helped. Because it just, I don't know, when I'm studying, I'm listening to, like, everything that's happening around me. I just yeah. get so distracted because, mm-hmm. like, I want to eavesdrop on people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Stuff like that. But putting that in, it's just like, all right, chill, focusing on my stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just here. So cool movie scores, video game scores, like the Minecraft soundtrack. Yeah, best album ever released. Oh. That is some of the best music that has ever been written. <laughs> fight me. Fight. <laughs> I'm not gonna fight you, but I've never played Minecraft. I'm sorry. I mean, my money's on Josh. Just saying. I mean, same. <laughs> He's got big muscles, so like. I'm shaking my head. I disagree. <laughs> um, I feel like I have another question. Me too, but I just can't place it. Like, where am I at in my mental space? I know. We probably need to listen to some stillness. Right? <laughs> we probably should have listened to it before we got here. Very true. But we didn't, so. <laughs> but you can find it on Apple and Spotify. <laughs> and- <laughs> if you ever want to listen to it, you can. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share? Yeah, like... Uh, I have, like, one last question. This is going to yes. probably end out the interview, but is there anything else, like, you like to share about your music or about you or, like, why you write music or anything like that? Uh, not really anything individually but like sort of my whole like the reason i started doing a youtube channel was 
there were guys like Andrew Hong, Rob Scallon, uh, Noirette Blanc V who made these channels that like inspired me to get into stuff. And they were just cool guys who talked about stuff that I was interested in, whether it was synthesizers, whether it was guitar pedals, whether it was recording techniques or how to beep and boop in a certain way. Um, <laughs> beep and boop. Yeah, it was just, it, it was cool watching them. And then I had this mindset is like my Eurorack video. I yeah. talked about how it took four years to start building a Eurorack synthesizer. I've been interested in them forever, but I just never felt like I knew enough. I always felt like I was going to get into it and then not be able to make use out of it. And then I'm realizing now, as I've started to publish stuff on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, or whatever, people are a whole lot nicer than you expect. Like, Interesting. I've had such good communication with people in the music community. Like, everybody's been really nice to me. Everybody's been very, like, they'll ask questions about, like, oh, hey, where'd you get this piece of gear? Oh, hey, how do you like this? What are your thoughts on that? And it's not, I don't think it's anything special about me as a person i think it's just that i'm creating content so people are like oh well maybe he knows more than i do i think people just want to know stuff people right. are curious so yeah. if you are interested in something if you're interested in music if you're interested in photos if you're interested in videos just start doing stuff and it's gonna suck for a while and you're gonna suck for a while and then it starts to suck a little bit less there and you eventually go. People don't realize that you suck and they think you're good or right. you suck in a unique way. And people are like, hey, that's called a style. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally so, my next question. I was going to ask you, what advice would you give to someone who's wanting to start out in anything that you're currently doing? And just, you just be do bad it. at it. Just, just do be it. bad at it. Just be bad at it and be okay yeah. with being bad at it. Like, I mean, honestly, that's what life is about. Literally. It's just being bad at it. Yeah, dude, until... snaps. If I could snap, I would snap right now. <laughs> I can snap with one. Snap with my right hand. I guess that was <laughs> like my your life. left hand is just. <laughs> but yeah, like that's what life's about—just being bad at it, yeah. and then like eventually becoming badass. Bad. Yes. Oh my gosh. Bad. Amen. Oh my new gosh. T-shirt idea. New, new T-shirt idea for our podcast. We're Be gonna have added. merch eventually. <gasps> um, <laughs> Are you serious? I mean, we should. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did we just catch an idea on I, this podcast? Really totally did. Oh my gosh. I'm so, um, so I guess my last question for you is as far as music goes and in your life, how has it like touched, transformed, or influenced you? Um it's gotten to where now like it helps me deal with stuff. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm stressed out or when I'm having a good day or when I'm having a bad day or whatever, I can just sit and think and just play my guitar and sit. And sometimes I'll sit in front of my pedal board, in front of my amp and just tweak knobs and twiddle with stuff for hours and just space out and relax. It just kind of helps level me out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, back to the draw of ambient music is I want people to have that experience when they listen to my stuff. Cause it's right. so, uh, it's peaceful for me. It's relaxing for me. And I want people to be able to listen to my stuff and then feel the way that I do when I write it. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I know most artists feel better when they're writing. Yeah. Like yeah. Chris Shiflett, who was on here last time. Yeah. I know that that's something we talk about is that it just feels good to sit and write. Yeah. But like, I don't think many people are listening to weeping hour and just like, man, I'm so chilled out. Right <laughs> <now."> <laughs> Like, it's great music, and I really respect all those guys that are in that band, but it's two polar opposite yeah, ends of definitely. the musical spectrum, which mm -hmm. is something, because Chris, Chris and I are pretty good friends, and we yeah. talk about writing music all the time, but we just take the same concepts, and we have similar ideas, and we just go to opposite directions, <laughs> ways in it. Interesting. So, yeah, it's just something that I do to help me... Oh, just to help me get by. Yeah. Yeah. Survive. Nice. That's what you got to do. That was sweet. Yeah. I love this. Me this too. This is great. Me too. So, um, Josh, Joshy Poo, where can That's... they find you? I'm on YouTube as Josh PV House. I'm on Instagram as Josh PV House Music with underscores in between the words. Okay. And those are the two places that I'm most active. Okay. Sweet. So, yeah. You can also find uh, his EP on Spotify this and wherever true. else that you can find music. Yeah. Except it, SoundCloud. Except SoundCloud. Yeah, except SoundCloud because anything that happens on SoundCloud doesn't count. And that's <gasps> a quote by Jeremy Blake. 
So if you want to fight somebody, go fight Jeremy Blake from Wait, Red Means Recording. What does that mean? He's just making fun of people who think oh. that they're... I thought it meant like there's no record. There's no nothing on that. I was <laughs> like, oh my like, gosh, that's where we base everything on. It's on the of. internet. It exists forever. <laughs> that's okay. where we base everything on. That's where our podcast lives. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's literally where we have our... <laughs> For <thing>. real. <laughs> like if you want to find us on SoundCloud, we're there. I mean, yeah, we're there. Don't listen to it on SoundCloud. Listen to a real streaming service. Uh, we're here for anyone who does listen on SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to touch my nips to that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Seth okay. Franklin, where can they find you? They can find me on everything, Cash App, PayPal, and Venmo, Seth Frank 17 uh, Instagram, Seth Frank 17 Snapchat, Seth Frank 17 um, Has my, the PayPal Venmo stuff ever actually worked no. for you? It's going to work one day. If you, want, if you want me to set up a, a GoFundMe account, I will, but I mean... Just Vimoing. You know what I mean? <laughs> make yourself easy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Vimo I mean, doesn't make take it easy. any off the top. Right. <laughs> what else can you find me on? If you want to find me anywhere, just you can even Google Seth Frank 17 and there's my Instagram pictures. Just, yeah. <laughs> really? I've done it before. <laughs> I have. It's, so you can find him anywhere, anywhere. Seth Frank 17, yeah. Um uh you can find me on Instagram and Snapchat at Matt13Scott. Um, people say I'm funny. Um, and you no, are. Don't. And you can... Oh, wait. Yeah, he is. He's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Instagram stories are pretty dope. Not going to lie. Um, and you can find me, uh, my photography page at catching underscore those underscore moments. We're back. We're here. We're doing it. Um, you can also, if you ever want to contact us, ask us any questions, have any um, things you want us to talk about, mm -hmm. you can contact us through our Instagram at lifeinc.pod or... You can uh, email us at lifeinkpodcast at gmail.com. Right. And if you want to email us, follow us. Click the link in the bio. Then email us. Yeah. And also just remember to like and subscribe. Oh, yeah. And leave a rate and review. Tell us what you think. It really helps people find us. And yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. Thanks, guys. And yes. thank you so thank you much, much for, for being, being on here. here. Thanks oh, for having me. This is a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. It's not uh, nearly as nerve-wracking as I thought it was. No. Be. Like, um, a lot of people think, like, oh, my gosh, it's like an interview. No, it's literally just buds talking. Yeah. We're really relaxed. Yeah. I dig it. Y'all are yeah. easy to talk to. Oh, Aww, well, thank you. Thanks. Oh, and you're going to make me blush. <laughs> I'm blushing. All right, guys. Um, Peace out, peace and love, and remember... Nuclear fusion. <laughs> Be thankful. That's right. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, my God, I my laptop. Oh, I'm so oh sorry. God, here it's it on goes. the screen. Here it goes. We're, we're doing this again. Pausing. Bye. Bye.